Well, welcome today. Tim Carscott here, Christian Center Shreveport, Daily Podcast. So glad you're with us. We're teaching or releasing a prophetic word, really, on the Feast of Purim 2023 this year. This is a year that you don't want to miss your reward. There's real opportunity to gain favor before the Lord. Everything hangs on my next step, finding my nerve. Great word. I love that song. <laughs> really describes what we're talking about this week. Well, welcome. It's Thursday. It is the second day of March. And we are continuing our message on Purim 2023, 5783 on the Hebraic calendar. And we feel like this is a natural time to talk about this because we're literally going through this, what they went through to some degree. Obviously, we weren't taken from our homes, but we are in exile, in a sense, from what prophetically our nations are supposed to be. Uh, you know, the Bible talks about that God will thwart the plans. That's uh, Psalm 33 of the enemy. Uh, he'll, he won't worry about the counsel of man concerning nations. He will, his plans will continue moving on, whether men agree with them or not. And that's this story. There was a plan, a prophetic plan, that after the years of exile, they would return. Remember Daniel, 70 years? They would return. Daniel didn't have Jeremiah did, but they would return. And I want to say this, that that plan wasn't going to be thwarted. The council of men, the council of Haman in this story of Esther was that they would be destroyed. That was the council of men. And God said, no, you forgot. Or you didn't forget. You never knew that I had a plan to restore my people, to get them back to the land and rebuild the walls and restore Jerusalem. And that's not going to be thwarted. You, I want y'all to catch this because this story is right. You know, the story, which is that Haman wanted to destroy them, put the edict out, something had to change. No matter what, I'm not saying this is fate, this is destiny because God knew the end from the beginning. He had prepared a way, prepared somebody to do something to make sure that they got returned. Now, Esther had a choice here, and today I want to talk about don't miss your opportunity for reward, because this story is that story, because it could have gone either way. And no matter what, Haman's edict was not going to work because God had already prophesied that they would return. So I want to encourage you, when God has a word over your life, or over your family, <laughs> over your nation, that the men can do whatever they want. And, you know, it can move timelines to a certain degree. But when there's certain timelines, like God has, 70 years, boom, it's going to move. Now, we can, 
still, I, I should say that's not totally biblically true because we saw Israel was supposed to be in captivity 400 years, but it was 430 because of Moses's issues. But for the most part, I want to say when it's a timeline, it's going to hit. God will do, at least God will do everything he can to make sure that timeline is adhered to. So let's pick up our story again where we left off yesterday. Since this will be our last day, we will have a message on Sunday about Purim. But this this week is that, unless God tells me to do something on Monday. And Esther is now being prepared for this great moment in her life, but also in the life of Israel and their purposes. Now, Mordecai, a type of intercessor, was doing the right thing. He wouldn't bow down, and this was causing strife for the people of that day. Haman was very upset. He had his own selfish motives, and he was going to find a way to attack the Israelites and remove them because their lack of adherence to what he thinks they should do required he do something, he felt, to persecute them in order to not allow them to continue to serve their God when the God that he wanted was the God of that world. And right now we see that in the kingdom, right? The, we are the greatest threat to darkness in, in the whole universe because we have that authority. We have that ability to overthrow the kingdoms of darkness. And we have this pl- place where we are going to obey the Lord no matter what. If we have that heart, we do. And the enemy doesn't want us to obey. He wants us to doubt our identity, doubt our authority, because if we can get it, he can get us there, then we won't take back the kingdoms of the world. Well, you know, she had a level of fear. There's reality here. And her, the choice here of being rewarded was hers. The fear was, you know, I, I could die. The, the edict was to destroy all the Jewish people, right? Well, she's Jewish. She's thinking, I got to save my skin. I'm in the king's palace. I'll just not reveal my status and I'll protect myself. And Mordecai, the intercessor who knows heaven's plans and also has understood that uh, what could happen uh, in the midst of this, uh, you know, if it doesn't turn, that she's going to suffer and her family will suffer that she's not going to be able to hide that fact. And so he's the man of counsel. Uh, He's like the Holy Spirit, probably better than the intercessor, even though the intercessor is, I mean, the Holy Spirit is an intercessor, a mediator for us. And so the story goes on. You know the story. I'm not going to spend a lot of energy on the basic story. You need to go read it yourself. But um, it comes in the fourth chapter, and, you know, he, he... warns her to do this in verse uh, 10 it says and then esther spoke to hatlatch and ordered him to reply to mordecai all the king's servants and the peoples of the king's providences know that for any man or woman who comes to the king to the inner court who is not summoned he has but one law that he be put to death unless the king holds out his golden scepter so that he may live and I have not been summoned to come to the king for these 30 days. And they related Esther's words to Mordecai. So he has this story. Now, she knows by law, right? And if we want to say spiritual law, that you don't come into the king unless you're requested. That, that was her thing. Now, we know we can come to the throne 
boldly, the throne of grace. We can ask for grace there. But to be beckoned there is with assignment. I just believe that. Many people have been taken to heaven. Uh, they'll tell you that they were told by the angel or the Holy Spirit that was with them, the Lord has need of you. You have an appointment with the Lord. He's got a message for you. Okay, I understand he can give us prophetic words, but we're talking about a massive assignment here. And so this is a real opportunity for her to come. Now, it seems to break protocol, but I don't think she is breaking protocol. I think the treatments that we talked about yesterday prepared her for this day. Her flesh had died. She, there, she was, in a sense, ready to come before the throne. She was dead to self at some level. Not fully yet. She was going to get there and come before the king. And what caused her to get to that place? What's going to cause you to get to that place that, like that song says when we start out here, there's sometimes you can't be quiet anymore. You've got to come before the king. But the preparation work will actually be the very thing that allows you to come. And so the, the story says, then Mordecai told them to reply to Esther, do not imagine that you or in the king's palace can escape any more than all the Jews. See, she was putting her reliance on her position to be protected from the coming edict. And I want to say that to anybody in the body of Christ right now. If you think you're important uh, in any way, or any leader does, or anybody does, when, when the edicts of the enemy comes, don't think you're just going to escape because you think you're hidden. Sometimes that is a warning there that when we all go down, uh, when there's eat against all of us, we all go down no matter what. Look, it rains on the just and the unjust. When tragedies happen, sometimes God will rescue the saints, but sometimes they go down with the sinner. You don't have any guarantee there. Well, that's our story. She was in a moment of decision, a valley of decision. So he's putting the pressure on her, but then the verse 14, 414, one of my favorite passages of life, it says, for if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, and you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not obtained royalty for such a time as this. Now, here we go. Don't miss your opportunity for reward. And Esther was at that moment in time. Mordecai knew prophetically, obviously, in some form, that the Jews were going to be delivered, period. That was going to happen. He was just praying and hoping that Esther being positioned properly by the Lord, going through the process, doing everything she did, to do the right thing protocol-wise would be the one who would be used. But he was not banking on that fully, basically saying, if not you, somebody else. In other words, if you don't want this reward, God will give it to somebody else. And therein lies the rub, if you want to call it that. There is a place where God offers us opportunity for success, opportunity for reward, that we would be rewarded so when we come before the Lord, we have something to lay at his feet. And right now, the inheritance of the nations is his inheritance. And she had an opportunity to lay Israel before his feet and say, Lord, this is your inheritance. Thank you for letting me be a part of it. 
to give you back what you died for, your inheritance, and give it to you. That's really what was happening here. So she now has a real crisis in her soul. Not not in the natural, but in her soul. And he even warns her here, basically says, look, if you don't do this, it's going to happen. But now that you hide your identity, when the judgment comes, you'll be among those who are not Jews, basically. Because you hid it. And you didn't stand up when you should have stood up. You didn't speak up when you should have spoke up. And we are at a moment right now where there's a time to speak up. I've talked to you many times about Germany and the voices, the Bonhoeffers, the Neomullers, others that spoke up. And I want you to know this. Their reward, I guarantee you, is going to be great before the Lord. Yes, they died. Yes, they suffered. Bonhoeffer was killed in a concentration camp two weeks before the end of the war. I think that's the timeline. And yet great will be his reward. He spoke up when he needed to speak up. Neil Miller spoke up when he needed to speak up. And because of that, they're honored. And so Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, go assemble all the Jews that are found in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my maidens will also fast the same way. And thus I will go to the king, which is not according to law, And if I perish, I perish. Wow. She still admits she's weak. She asks for strength in her weakness. Fasting brings you weakness. And in her weakness, she understood in a sense that she would be made perfect and he would be made perfect through her. And so she humbles herself. That's That's what fasting is about. She humbles herself. And says, I don't want to go in on my own strength. I want the strength of the Lord. You ever fast for three days and three nights? That's pretty serious. And then go in to the king. And so she went in as a broken, hungry, desperate being. And because of that, she was used to fulfill this story of Purim, which is Israel was released from the edict. Haman was hung on the very gallows he wanted to kill the Jews with. And the beauty of this story is that, yes, God delivered Israel, the Jewish people, but he also delivered Esther and her family. He also filled her with divine reward that will last for all of eternity. And she will have a place in the heavenlies because of her obedience. And she almost missed her opportunity. Don't miss your opportunity. Don't miss this opportunity to speak up and go before the king and say, God, I die to self. I come before you and I say, I ask for my nation. I ask for my city. I ask for my life in you. You're the king of kings, the Lord of lords. You alone have the right to grant life and death. And I ask for life now. Even if I die, that I'll have life eternally. That's what this story is about today. I hope this encouraged you this week. Be blessed today. Enjoy this celebration. All right. Come back tomorrow, Supernatural Friday. Bye. Well, thanks for listening today. And I pray you will listen each and every day on this daily podcast. We're moving into March. I want to make sure you 
recognize this coming Sunday, we'll have our Purim service where we'll share the story of Purim and the story of Esther. So if you don't get to watch it live Sunday, watch the replay and learn the revelation, how important it is to save a nation. I think it's a critical time for this feast to be taught because our nations need to be returned to what God said we are called to be. So listen in. All right, come back tomorrow.